Hey ladies, in this episode I am joined again with the amazing Moms in the Middle Talks where we are really just having a conversation about boundaries, what are they, and how do we personally incorporate them in our lives and what does that look like, how do we hang on to them. I thought about the Seinfeld episode where Jerry made a reservation for the car when he was traveling and then he got there and the car wasn't there even though the reservation was there and he said well so I could make a reservation but you can't keep the reservation so (laughs) it made me laugh because I thought so you can make a boundary but are you gonna keep a boundary because that's a really big deal because it does require effort from us right it requires consistency communication all the things that's why we do things in this life one step at a time okay so before we get into the episode i want to have a heart to heart with you really quick have you been wondering if you have a problem do i have a problem with drinking are you asking yourself and maybe you drink too much you're embarrassed to talk to your friends and your family about your drinking does me even asking you these questions make you feel a little bit uncomfortable What if you're hiding or validating the time of day you drink or just hiding it in general? I had this little basket that I hid sometimes under, like I'd put the little uh, cardboard container under there, under a blanket in my bedroom. Oh my gosh, can you believe it? Now I'm thinking, what in the world? But that's just part of it, okay? I did all these things. If you are, you're not alone. There's nothing to be shameful about. And I want to tell you that there is freedom. There's freedom from bondage of alcohol, and you can do this. So, if you've been feeling the call to stop drinking so much, girl, to lessen the alcohol consumption, but you're just not sure how, I invite you to come work with me. Yes, that's what I'm here for. Come work with me. We could have a private one-on-one session where we could create a battle plan to help you find freedom from alcohol. And it's okay if you're going to start with lessening the alcohol or if you know you're going to give it up altogether. we got to start somewhere, right? And if you know you want to really plan to go ahead and ditch the wine witch forever, we can go right into the deep dive 12-week freedom coaching program. I've got some ladies that are starting soon because they just have come to the point where they know they're ready. So it's super affordable. So if you want to get some pricing, if you have any questions about this, send me an email at coachmichelleporterfield at gmail.com and you are ready to live a life of freedom. Let go of all the crappy self-loathing and not only learn to love your life, but learn to love yourself. Girl, I am the coach for you. And there is no better time than now. We are in September. Just think of how much more clarity of mind you're going to have, the control that you're going to have with your choices by the holidays. Now, I'm not saying it's not going to be difficult, but if you had support and you had accountability, would it feel a little better to you? So there's an option for you. So think about it. Don't think about it. Jump in the email now. Let's go. Hey sister, do you feel stuck? Do you feel like you're living each day over and over on a loop? Maybe you feel like a failure because you keep telling yourself that today will be different. You wake up each morning hoping to do better, but when the afternoon rolls around, all your promises to yourself are shot. And society screams, you deserve to have that drink, eat that piece of cake, and scroll mindlessly through social media. Hi, I'm Michelle Porterfield, certified mindset and breakthrough coach, mom of three, former daily wine drinker, excuse maker, and promise breaker. Coffee's my jam, dry shampoo is my BFF, and I am so glad you're here. I have created this community to help you walk in faith towards freedom from alcohol and other strongholds like it. Together, we will work to show you your value, your strength, and your ability to overcome. So pop in your earbuds and go for a walk or buckle up for your commute. Girl, get ready for straight talk and the truth because it's time to elevate your mindset, develop healthy routines, and begin to thrive alcohol-free. Welcome, everybody. We are here. It's 12 o'clock. I said we were going to be here. Here we are. It's Moms in the Middle talk. 
And today I get to host in our lovely group over here on Mind, Body, Spirit, Holistic Faith for Moms. And we have Katie May with Marriage Empowered and Coach Michelle and Ryan and hopefully Ashley's coming soon. And we're sending love to Katie Lynn and um, we miss her this week. And I'm just so excited to be able to talk about boundaries because this is one of um, the most talked about conversations in my coaching clients. And I know for Katie May has a big passion for boundaries too. And um, Michelle, I'm sure she works a lot with boundaries with her coaching as well. And Ryan, I mean, it's in the word boundaries. Um, Yes. So Thanks, ladies, for coming over on my group this week. And I'd love for you guys to just share a little nugget, a fun fact about yourself and um, where people can find you, a quick plug, and then we'll we'll dive deep into the boundaries conversation. Fun fact. <laughs> oh, I wasn't prepared for that. Fun fact. Uh, wow. no, um, well, okay. I'm Katie May. I am a marriage co- marriage and relationship coach. I specialize in working with women and helping them transform their marriages into the relationships they've always wanted. So that is what I do. You can find me in my free community in Marriage Empowered Facebook group or follow me on Instagram at Marriage Empowered. Um, and then um, that's where you can find me. So a fun fact about me. Hmm, let's see. I was a freelance makeup artist for four years before um, returning into the workforce. It kind of overlapped, but I just That's a fun fact. taught myself how to do that and uh, started doing weddings. So that was a fun fact. <laughs> that is super fun. <laughs> All right, Michelle, you want to go? Go ahead, Michelle. Sure. So I'm Michelle Porterfield. I'm host of the Set Free Sisterhood podcast. And um, I help women ditch the wine witch, stop over drinking and get control back. So anyone that could be curious about what that looks like, that's who I help. And um, a fun fact about me is, it's funny that you said that because I, I went straight to like, I wonder if everybody or anyone knows that I have been a hairstylist for 17 years at the same salon. So oh, that's wow. kind of a big deal. No, a lot about hairstylists. They like to jump around, but <laughs> I locked in. I've had some of my clients the entire time. So that's pretty cool. That is very wow. cool. That's awesome. That's awesome. Ryan. Hello. Hey everyone. I'm Ryan channel and I am the host of the wellness and the word podcast. And my heart is really to help women become mentally and emotionally well through God's word and just develop a deep relationship with him, their father. So that is where my heart and my coaching lies. And the fun fact that came to mind for me when you asked that was that I got to go on Will of Fortune. One of my friends went to Will of Fortune and she won. And this, I was like 19. So it was so long ago. I think I still have it like on a CD, but like I got to run out there when she won. <laughs> That's cool. a, a good chunk of change and a nice trip and so that was really fun. I feel like that needs to go on our YouTube channel like, <laughs> publicly. We have a YouTube channel, y'all. By the way, I'm not trying to get off topic, but Ryan, we need that. I wonder if that is awesome. I love that fun fact. Okay, well, uh, I don't know if I could top that, but. <laughs> I'm Kristen Chadwick and I am the host of Holistic Hearts podcast and I am a transformational life coach. I love talking about anything holistic, um, mind, body, and spirit. And I also run my own podcast management company, which is so fun to be able to um, be the avenue that people get to express their voice and their product and their business. Um Let's see, fun fact for me, why this came up is because I have been like stowing these little thoughts <laughs> recently of like, whenever I get asked this question, I'm like, I don't know what's something random and fun. And then I actually had one last night when we went to bed, I told my husband, I'm like the next time somebody says, what's a fun fact about you? I'm going to talk about this. So yesterday I went to my daughter's senior, well, it was like a senior the seniors at her high school were giving the freshmen, she's a freshman, a pin to welcome welcome them into the tribe. And um, 
And I got so emotional <laughs> and I'm not an emotional, typical person. I'm pretty steady and not a lot moves me to tears, like, like getting really choked up, but drum, like marching band drum beats and then watching anything like that, where it's like a big crowd of people and they're all kind of in harmony doing something and then uh, music. So random things like that, or like children singing in a choir, that'll get me every time. But <laughs> watching a friend cry, it's, I don't cry. Like I, I feel for them, but I don't cry, <laughs> but a marching band will do it for me. <laughs> are you Katie and Michelle, are you guys pretty emotional or no? I cry all the time. Like, <laughs> you know, it's funny. I, <laughs> I don't know a whole lot, but I am very moved by music. It is in my blood. And so when, especially when someone else, like my daughter was just in the Little Mermaid play, when the girl who was in eighth grade sang part of this work, part of my world and Ariel, I'm just like, oh. I mean, she was amazing. So yes, I do get that way with music. Yes. Yeah. Oh, like every Disney movie for sure. Oh, you cry every Disney movie. <laughs> That's funny. Kids look at me. They like, now it's coming. I love that. <laughs> Hey, You're sad. I, I, don't, I don't cry at Disney Ryan, but I, I get you. I get it. <laughs> I cry at everything. All right. So we're talking about boundaries today. I would love to just start off the bat with, does anybody have any, well, first of all, what are boundaries? Um, if you want to chime in and your own version of what boundaries are, um, let's talk about that first. What are boundaries? Does anybody want to chime in? Sure. <laughs> like, I don't know if I have like a different, like a, a, I don't know if I have one off the top of my head. Go ahead, Katie. Um, it's, uh, the, the way I, gosh, I mean, as far as like an actual definition, it's, it's mainly, um, what you have decided that, um, you can take, right? Like mm -hmm. that's like the best way I describe it as far as look, this is my fence, and you can stop here, yeah. right? If I can make like an actual visual. So in order for me to, well, background story, uh, I had none. So <laughs> I, I liked to help everybody. Um, I liked to be there for everybody. Um, and uh, I was under the impression I should say whatever I felt like I should say because it was truth and it needed to be shared. So I had a, that, those are all very good examples of what bad boundaries I had. Mm -hmm. um, and it caused a lot of issues within my relationship and marriage, hence why I do what I do now. Um, <laughs> but what uh, a big, a big turning point for me just to get clear on how to set a boundary or what that would look like would be like setting a standard of what should be said, what should not be said. Mm. That's just like a simple thing that I had to just get very real with myself of just because it's true, doesn't mean it has to be said. So that's mm. an example of like the boundary or, or just because um, my husband feels like it's true, doesn't mean like I need to receive it as truth. And I have control over how I respond to said treatment, right? So that's mm -hmm. an example, but <laughs> like that. that's so good because I think a lot of it is about what comes out of, of our mouths because out of the wellspring of our heart, right. Is what really is coming out. And some of that needs to be kept in mm -hmm. and yeah. So yeah, very good. I love it. Anyone yeah. yeah. I like to uh, look at it. It's just, it's really kind of a set of rules that we create for ourselves but they're created to really support our mental and emotional health and really align with the value, our values and kind of who we are. And we can utilize them. Obviously, in, we know children is the first, oh, set your boundaries with your children or they know how to cross your boundaries, all these things. But it's super important to create them in all areas of your life. Mm -hmm. And I was the same. There was just a season where I was just, you know, all over the place. I think I had clear... I think I had pretty clear relationship boundaries, but I didn't have clear boundaries on like, you know, self-control or other areas of my life. So, mm -hmm. yeah. 
Yeah. Well, I thought it was interesting, Katie, that you kind of mentioned like boundaries for yourself and how you treat other people essentially. Cause usually when we think of boundaries, we're thinking of like how other people interact with us, but it also, it goes both ways, right? Like how we should be treating other people. Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, just like those lines of things that they can't cross. And honestly, I didn't really, I feel like boundaries is almost like a new term because we weren't talking about that when I was a kid, right? Or like your parents, as parents, we don't usually use that word. Um, but even still, like, I just think it's kind of become a newer, a newer thing. And I didn't learn about that until I was married and, um, you know, codependent no more. If anyone's read that book. Oh, yeah. And I've heard it's amazing. So yeah. good. Such mm -hmm. a great book. I was trying to remember, like, the definition that she gives of for boundaries in there because I just that's an amazing book um that's really where it started for me it was boundaries like between my husband and I yeah yeah and it's almost it's so hard like boundaries is uh, one of those concepts where it's really hard to put like a really simple de definition it's almost easier to describe what it looks like or what it doesn't look like, like what you guys are saying. Mm -hmm. um, for instance, like someone with no boundaries is always saying yes to everybody else's requests, like what you were saying, um, or it's the lack of what's yours, understanding what's theirs and what's mine, um, yeah. like taking on their emotions, that codependence type yeah. behavior. Um, if my spouse is not okay, that means I'm not okay. If my kid's not okay, that means I'm not okay. That's a very blurred boundary. Um, so yeah, that's a, it, it does make it so much more simple to give examples of what a boundary looks like versus a definition of it. Um, I know for me, when I, I mean, my mom is a boundaries counselor. <laughs> this is what she does. And even as I was starting motherhood, um, and even now, I mean, I call her weekly and I'm like, how do I handle this situation? I don't really want to do it, but I, I need to do it. I even was telling you guys about like right before this call of like, I need to set boundaries, but I don't know where to set boundaries. It is an ever evolving conversation. Um, but I, I, continue to go to my mom who is uh, always working on her own boundaries and just asking like, what does this look like? If I don't want to do it, but I need to do it, you know, there's this, it's always evolving, always a conversation. So take that of like, we are in the midst of understanding how boundaries work. And um, it's so much fun too, because I, I see my own work from even just myself 10 years ago versus now, um, if I had not worked on boundaries, I definitely would be a big stress case <laughs> these <laughs> days compared to um, somebody who has, has done work and has learned to say no and learned to separate myself from another's emotional baggage or issue or whatever. Um, I would love if you guys want to share a story of a time when you felt like your boundaries were um, muffled or it was a learning experience of, oh, next time I'm going to say no. Um, would anybody want to share? Yeah, so I kind of already mentioned a little bit. And for me, it was in my marriage. And just really learning how to, what, what what was a boundary, what my boundaries were, you know, the things that I needed to create boundaries for, for myself with my husband, um, because we were separated for some time last year and he did not like the, the, the new things that I was implementing for myself and um, how to take care of myself and the respect that I wanted and deserved. And that was really new because it was always, we were, we were both very codependent, which I didn't really realize that he was codependent. I thought it was really more me, mm -hmm. but as I learned more about it and I was in Celebrate Recovery, um, 
I learned that he was also codependent and we, the, the way that we were working in our relationship for so many years was just really toxic. And so we both had to learn how to create boundaries. Um, but it really came down to just a lack for us, a lack of respect really. And mm -hmm. thinking that uh, we could kind of control situations on both sides and um, so for us, it really came down to control and hmm. yeah. That's good. Thanks for sharing that, Ryan. I know that's a deeply like tender place. So yes, absolutely, absolutely. And, and to be honest, we, we worked on it for a long time or we tried to, and then we went to counseling and she, my counselor was really the one who helped me implement those boundaries and that was hard because a lot of the times I didn't want to um, because I wanted to be nice or be soft. Mm -hmm. And if I didn't have her pushing me to do those things, I really wouldn't have. So I think it's important to have that outsider a lot of times to help you, especially if you struggle with boundaries. And someone doesn't want you to implement those boundaries because it affects them, you know, negatively. Right. but in the long term, it's so worth it. And it's been, it's been worth it to, for me to stick to those boundaries and um, also help him create those boundaries too for himself. What do you think that those boundaries brought you personally? Oh, that's a great question. I think they brought me uh, self-respect first of all, because mm -hmm. I was putting up with a lot of things that I shouldn't have. And um, I thought that I thought that I should because, you know, I was shitting on myself. If you guys have heard that term. Yes, me too. So it brought me a lot of self-respect, definitely. And then just a new strength. And it really helped me understand that I wasn't trying to, I wasn't, because um, I kind of had it in my head for myself and for my husband that it was like wrong of me or um, like I was being selfish. Mm. And it was just like such a manipulative lie, really. Um, but um, so it brought me it really brought me self-respect and just the awareness that like this is really how a healthy relationship should function. Yeah. I was just going to say that I love that you mentioned that it feels so selfish to put boundaries Okay, who wants to talk about that lie right there? <laughs> boundaries are selfish. Yeah. Well, I would like to ask Ryan, because I know the listeners are, if I'm thinking it, they're thinking it, you know, because I don't want to continue to get into, you know, telling stories and not asking really the how. Yeah. So how did you know where to start in this particular situation? Because I bet there's more women that that might be their story is something within the marriage. And then how did you communicate it? Like where, if somebody's like, you know, we're, we're all over the place. Uh -huh. First of all, how do you know that it is, you know, we know that it's okay to desire these things yeah. but to go, like you said, you're like, Oh wait, like it's, it's okay for me to feel this way and set these boundaries. Can you explain that? And then maybe like, where did you start? Yeah, that's a great question, Michelle. So for me, it was definitely getting that outside help and also having other community around me. So I've talked about Celebrate Recovery, and that is a recovery ministry, like, like a 12-step, but it's centered in church and in like around godly people. So what I had to do was really remove myself from all of the people who were like right here in my inner circle and knew all the things and just um, wanted to tell me to just basically leave, right? Because they cared for me and they loved me. But um, it wasn't really productive for me because I needed to, I cared deeply for my marriage that I wanted it to work and I didn't want to just leave. Um, so I had to get outside of that inner circle who were just like, we love you. And, you know, you shouldn't put up with this, which was true. But I wanted to do the work that was required for myself. And if, if it didn't, um, affect my marriage positively. At least I tried. Right. Mm -hmm. So I got into a community that really helped me walk through the steps that were necessary for me. It was, it was a, a step study because step studies aren't just for, um, addicts. They're for people who struggle with control, people who struggle with anger, people who, who are codependent. So mm -hmm. I walked through that. I learned a lot about myself 
and kind of those things that were holding me, me, me back, the, the ways that I um, allowed myself to be treated when I shouldn't have been, the why behind that. So um, the community was huge, um, the accountability, and just really being able to uncover those, um, those deeper, darker things that I have struggled with my whole life. Um, so yeah, it, it requires more work. And then my counselor, I think that was huge to really, so, so both things I think come down to accountability, Michelle, and then the implementation was really hard, right? Because like I mentioned, when we haven't had boundaries in our relationships, it's hard to just all of a sudden be like, I have these ways that you cannot treat me. Um, and then to just stick to it, especially when someone is just like, so you're, here's my wall, right? Here's my boundary. And they're just like, constantly running into it and trying to knock it down. Um, but I think it came out of just doing that work for myself and not letting it be because I had been so focused on my husband and his problems for so long mm. um, to focus on myself and the things that I could change and fix um, was was huge. Was because Because for so long, I was just like, poor me, look at poor me. <laughs> and thinking I had no problem, like I was fine, but I had so much work to do and I um, made the problem worse for so long. Mm -hmm. So to, to really see my part and it was huge. That's, That's so good. I so hear you on that 100% when it comes to my own relationship struggles, because um, I was able to almost like manipulate it because I'm like, I'm doing this for us, right? Like it's all for us. I'm such a good wife. Like, mm -hmm. why can't you be a better husband? So <laughs> yeah, and even with that, with my inner circle, right? Like they yeah. saw on me, that saw my side of things and I yes. was smarter, but like they didn't see the whole part of it. And that's why I had to get outside of that inner circle too. Well, I like that you say that. And I want to like, for, for those that are listening, if you guys are in um, any kind of like an abusive relationship, right? Like everything we talk about here is really, it's not that, right? Like, please get somewhere safe. Please get some some outside perspectives. Um, and um, as, as far as that, and I say that because I, I know some women will say like, oh, I don't have to leave. My inner circle is telling me to leave and I don't have to leave, right? And so we just want to be clear about that too. Um having an inner circle that can come alongside me and call me on my crap, yeah. like tell me where my part is, was really important. Like it was a good friend of mine who actually was like, you guys have no boundaries. And I'm like, what is, what is this concept? <laughs> and um, like ours was my husband could, we could have the same fight over and over and over again, over like the dishes. And he'd wake up in a frenzy in the mornings, like just complaining about the house being a mess. And it would trigger something so deep within me that mm -hmm. I would just be like, well, if you want to clean, you clean it. Like, you know, and then it would just go boom, 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 boom. Right. And just like, and, oh my gosh, I swear our mornings were spent like that for so long long. And to Ryan's point, the beautiful part about boundaries is it, you are, you, it's not dependent upon them. It's yeah. so much about my own inner work yes. and the outside help and perspective that I got, because when you're in the middle of a relationship like that, you're too close to it right? Like you don't, you can't see your blind spots. And that's where my therapy and coaching has drastically helped me as well. And having good friends in my inner circle who will be like, he's wrong, but you're also feeding into it here. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, that was essential for me. Cause I was like, why can't, why can't I just let this go? Like, why do I have to like, why do I have to respond like this every time? And I started asking myself those questions. Like I'm a smart, like, person for the most part, like, I feel like, uh, like, why did, why am I allowing this to keep happening in my marriage? Why can't I just shut my mouth and respond differently? But I had to do the inner work to realize what the belief was behind this interaction was that my husband and I kept having, right? Like at the heart of it, it was like, you're telling me that the work I do around the house is not important. And from a woman perspective in my head, I wasn't holding up my end of the bargain and therefore it meant my value. He was speaking to my value, right. not his problem, my, my problem. Was he right? No, but it was my problem. And I was feeding into that 
and I was adding gas to the fire. And it was by doing those that work and coming to my own self-discovery of that toxic belief about that interaction of like, hey, dude, you clearly have a problem with the house being clean. You should clean it. Like, bye. <laughs> I mean, to a degree, to a, to a degree, but to Ryan's point, that was really hard for me too. And I think for a lot of women brought up in the church, especially we want to be servers. We want to be givers. We want like, this is, these are all like deep internal needs. Like, do I have the right to tell my husband, like if he thinks the house is dirty, he should clean it. Like, should I, like, uh, you know, yeah. and, and ladies, let me just preface that. That's not a good response in that moment. I'm just going <laughs> to, there's a much grace, great, better, great, more gracious way of going about that. Um, but that was the attitude I had to like internalize. Like this is his, this is his frustration and his problem. And he's upset. I don't have to let his emotions be mine. Right. And then I could also come to him and say like, oh, wow. Like you seem really stressed right now. Like I'm like, what, what can I do to help? And just being able to set my own emotional boundaries, not take them on and wear them, I could come alongside him in an empathetic way versus like a judgmental way, right? Mm -hmm. And then change that dynamic just by me changing my response. Mm -hmm. so, That's so real. I experienced a lot of the same, but mine was my emotional response led me to drinking. So... Mm -hmm. That's a big deal, too, when you use something else to cope because of that, you know, mm -hmm. and until same thing, until I did the inner work and uncovered the, the lies and the beliefs I had and what I was thinking because of that. So, you know, for example, if he would come home in a, in a crappy mood or snap at the kids or just be irritable. I would take it on and, and it would quote unquote ruin my day because he was in a bad mood. It's like my mood was dictated by him. Yeah. And I, and I had to like go, wait a minute. And so even like through my journey of, you know, going alcohol free and doing the work that I did, that was huge. And it, and there again, just like Ryan said, and Katie said, it's all about, you know, what is my part in all this and understanding that, if he does come home in that same mood and with that attitude, you know, you've got to decide how can you support him and support may just look like not saying or doing anything, just let, letting him be. And then it could be, you know, if you see the, it's the space to say, Hey, I see that you're frustrated. Is there anything I can do or, or whatever, but using that as an excuse to either continue your behavior or choose to drink or choose yeah. to, to do whatever, that's where we have to realize it. And so when we do the inner work, then we can create these boundaries that they serve both of us really, that yeah. whether if we are talking about the relationship. So that's good. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So good. I love that. I mean, there's so many things that all three of you have said that, I wish we could dive in even more, but we only have so much time, but, um, uh, yeah. And I, I want to share more. Um, I have similar stories of within my, our marriage too, but I also want to bring in a, a different story scenario of, um, so I was, I had my twins. Oh, sorry. I had my, horrible microphone. <laughs> I need to stop it with my hands. <laughs> um, okay. So my twins were, I think maybe about a year and a half old. And then I had a two and a half year old and a four year old. And this, um, I tell this story all the time because it, it is the ultimate boundaries conversation and poor lady that I give this example to, I love her and she had no idea what she was doing, but <laughs> I remember going into church one morning and like, it was awful. My, my little two and a half year old, almost three year old hated going anywhere without me. So it was always like a rip him off of me for 45 minutes and just try to go to this church service for 45 minutes without him. And I just needed a break. Um, so <laughs> yes. Um, 
so I go into the children's area, check in the twins, check in my next guy, get my four-year-old in her classroom and the lady, but I mean, it was like torture trying to get my two and a half year old in there. And so we're trying to leave and this, this sweet little volunteer lady comes over and she's like, Hey, um, we really need some help in the children's nursery and, um, the preschool area. Can you volunteer? We like, we really need, like you are really needed in here. And I instantly speaking of not being a crier, uh, that was like instant tears in my face of like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't even know what to say. I ended up walking away and let my husband <laughs> talk to her. Cause I was like, I can't believe he just asked me that after <laughs> watching us like death grip my son off of me. <laughs> I would have cried too. Chris. <laughs> don't put me in any kind of danger scenario. <laughs> I love my children. And I just wanted 45 minutes alone. Oh gosh. But that was like the epitome of like, wow, my boundaries are all sorts of mixed up that the last straw was like the sweet little volunteer lady asking if I would volunteer in, in the church and just how prevalent that is of, you know, asking young moms who are in the throes of life to do more and do more and volunteer more and that they're not already tapped out. So my heart really is for those moms that feel so overwhelmed and their continued, um, guilt of like, I can't do this. And I feel terrible that I can't be on the PTO. I can't do this. And, or I do do it. And then there's health issues that come and then it affects your marriage because now your time is now spent elsewhere instead of on your marriage and how boundaries really affects not only yourself, but it ripples out into your whole family. Um, so like Henry cloud and, um, Dr. Townsend, they wrote the boundaries book right here. Oh, good. Um, this little workbook right here. <laughs> but, no, I haven't done the workbook. I read the book. I've listened to the book like three times. Like, I, I didn't know. Like, that's awesome. Well, this is so. This is going to be a part of the. Here's my plug: the eight-week program uh, that my mom is leading, and it's through um, through moi, and I'm going to be hosting. So, if you are interested in more about boundaries in the workbook, we're going to be going through this soon, um, which starts in a little bit over a week or so. So, um, but I wanted to read the tagline and it says when to say yes, how to say no, to take control of your life. And I think that that's like exactly what we're talking about today is that when do we say no? How do we say yes? What does that look like? And it's I mean, so foundational in the word is that let your yes be yes, yes. and your no be no. And um, before we, mm-hmm. as we wrap this up, converse, this whole conversation, um, I think it's so important because this, like I said, it does not only affect ourselves, it affects our whole family. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd love for us to just quickly touch on why boundaries are important for our kids. And what would you talk about with that? Um, so if anybody wants to jump in, go for it. And if not, I'll go for it. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll jump in first real quick. Cause I do have to hop off cause I have something else scheduled, but I've loved being here with y'all. Um, do you mean why they are important for us to teach, like to have them with our kids or even to teach them how to have them or both? teach them to have it? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I love this because, I have fifth, sixth, and a senior. And so there's different situations. And I think it's super important because they're, especially the younger ones, they, they're in this phase of development. And I think the main thing is continuing to teach them to, to know who they are um, and who God says they are and what he says that, you know, you really need in your life and the things you don't need in your life and, and how to set those boundary relationships early Mm-hmm. So there's a big difference between be between being kind and being in a relationship with someone because there's been situations inside the school where this girl does this or she says this or this is behavior. And I said, listen, you do not have to be everyone's friend, yep. but you are called to be kind. And so 
let me show you what that looks like, you know, and it's just, it is that, that kindness and the hello and the respect inside the classroom, but you don't ever have to have one-on-one -on -one time with that person. You don't have to have a conversation with them. If you hear them speaking or, you know, if they're talking or there's gossip, learning how to remove yourself. Mm -hmm. And there's so much power in that. And then with my older one, what I'm really trying to help her with now is the people pleasing boundary because yeah. she naturally, and if she's wanting to please leaders, coaches, teachers, but knowing when that even if, even if your coach asks you to do something and you're just not available and it was not on, it was not on the schedule. This was not already committed to, you don't have to say yes, mm -hmm. nor do you have to give them an explanation. Cause I don't know about y'all, but that's what she wants to do. She didn't <laughs> want to just say like, no, she's like, well, I need to tell her I have plans or that this is already scheduled. And I'm like, no, you don't. You just have to learn that, you know, is this something that you can do and that you want to do or that you've, if you've committed, you got to do it. Yeah. So, yeah. I think that's super powerful. And honestly, how I do this is just in the moment when things come up and having that really like heart to heart with my kids and it's in really just, teaching them through that, that conversation and then letting them practice it. Wow. Yeah, that's when we have to use those moments. You know, it's not like you can sit your kids down and be like, let's talk about boundaries, but like being able to obviously have your own boundaries with them to teach them, you know, this is how you uphold the boundaries, but also just in those moments every day that you can actually teach them. That's mm -hmm. awesome. Michelle. So good. So good. So good. I was in a coaching session with Michelle once and she's like, you know, you're not responsible. Oh, oh, background. She was my life coach just up until like a week ago. She's like, you're not responsible for making other people feel comfortable. Right. And I was like, oh, yes. Yes, I do. But it still sneaks up on me. <laughs> we have to be reminded sometimes. Every day. Yes. So good. Yeah. I love how you made the point of not having to be everyone's friend. You leaving Michelle? Yeah. yeah. Um, Me too. I think that's so important because it, 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 there is like that fine line, right? You want to always teach your kids to be kind and as believers to be the light in the world, Yeah. but not, you know, you don't have to be friends with them. And I have like the perfect example, my son, he's in third grade now. But in first grade, he was in, in class with this just kid who would just mess with him. And my, my old, my son, my son, he's super just like mild tempered, kind, um, great student. Like, you know, teachers are like, he's awesome. Great role model. I'm not just trying to toot my own horn or his own horn, but it's just like, I, I, this is the feedback I get about him. And there's just this kid who's just like messing with him all the time. One time he like spit at him really awful. And I was just like, okay, but trying to teach him, you know, be kind, you know, it's, but even though it's hard, cause you want to be like, Oh, let me, you know, <laughs> so then he was in class with him again in second grade. And I'm like, Oh, great. You know, great. You know, <laughs> why you gotta be in class with this kid. And he was kind of, kind of a little better because Uriah would, he would just try to be nice. He's never like going to be mean to someone or, um, but then like towards the end of last year in second grade, he, the principal called me and I'm like, Oh my gosh, why is the principal calling me? You know? And he's like, I just want to let you know, I have Uriah in, I had Uriah in my office and um, it was for a good thing. He said that boy was in trouble. He was in the principal's office regularly. And so he was in there one time last year and he was like, is there a kid that like everybody likes um, that the teachers that always listen to the teachers that the teachers look to um, like, is there a kid who could be a good role model for you? And he said, Uriah. So the principal called Uriah to the office with that boy. And he was like, just telling him like, Hey, Uriah, can you like help him out? And you know, you do what Uriah does when the teacher's talking to you guys. And I was just like, like, this is a kid. I, I, I still, I'm going to cry now. I got goosebumps. Cause like, this too. That's, my so head. <laughs> that's cool. Like thinking, you know, like, Oh, why is he just being a jerk to him? And really all along, he's probably just like, you know, this kid is gets good. The, the principal told me like Uriah gets good attention, right? And like he, he is a little bit jealous of that maybe, but it was just like, wow. So like all along him being kind and nice, even when this kid is like being difficult, he was still being a light to that kid. So it was really cool. 
Oh, wow. That is so cool. I love it. Oh, yeah. I, and, you know, I think with boundaries and our kids, um, it is, it's a constant conversation and it has to be a conversation of what scenarios are coming up. And it, it's definitely more of that coaching role as they get older of, okay, so if you don't really want to go to that sleepover, then you just say, no, I can't. Or um, just giving them those tools, those phrases. I love um, if you've ever heard of Nidra uh, Tawab, she's on Instagram and she wrote a book called Set Free set free boundaries, but she always has these amazing, um, like boundaries sound like, and then she'll give a phrase and, um, it's so cool. I'll, I'll put it in my little comments below. Um, but it's been such a great tool for my teen to be like, this is all you have to say. I like what Michelle was saying. There doesn't need to be a back story. It's just, no, I can't, or, um, or I'm not comfortable or, Right. No means no. And, you know, especially yeah. as they're teenagers, like learning that language of saying no. Um, <clears throat> and, um, you know, continuing to have those conversations. Like we just had a conversation this week about you don't have to do something every single night. Like that's not good, healthy boundaries. And um, yeah, so that's like real time boundaries yeah. conversation but that's good though that's so applicable for everyone yes because <laughs> yeah. I, remember, I remember sitting across from my therapist being like because she was saying I needed boundaries and I was like give me something woman like what are you saying like give me like tell me I wanted her to be like you should say this you should <laughs> do this right and sh- you know like to Typical therapy models is more like, well, what do you think? And I'm like, no, tell me. (laughs) (laughs) But even things like if your one of your kids doesn't want the the sibling in the room right now, if they're like not trying to be mean, they're just like, hey man, I want my space. Like that's a that should be allowed, right? We should yes, you are allowed to tell that kid or that person not to be in your room. Things that something that's been huge for me recently is like learning that we shouldn't make our kids like give people hugs and kisses. Right. And like, yes. I think yes. we normally do that. And yes. then that's sending our children the signal, like that they have to do that when someone's asking them and, and, yeah. you know, it can get really confusing and sticky. So I think that's so important mm-hmm. in so many ways. There's so many ways we can teach our kids about boundaries. Yeah. Personal safety. It's okay yeah. to, to do exactly. that's, that's a tough one for me as a pride point as a parent too. Right. Because it's like, I want my kid to be that friendly, outgoing, like I was really shy and my mom like forced me to like get out and be social. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, that's why none of you know that I'm an introvert. No. (laughs) (laughs) After this, I'm going to (laughs) collapse. No, um, the, but I, I've always, so I always looked at that as such a good tool that she gave me. Right. But then Mm -hmm. it's like, but I also had no boundaries. Like I didn't feel like I could have a space for myself and my time. I felt like, Oh, I need to explain why I need to be alone or be away or not feel okay with this treatment or behavior. Right. Mm -hmm. So like to your point, Ryan, I think that's so good as far as um, like that moment of, Hey, get out of my room. Right. It's like, Hey, like you're, totally right to feel that way and it's totally okay but like there's a nicer way to ask right like it's it's like those kind of moments like teachable like this is the biggest thing that I even see across the board with my clients is women end up getting so frustrated with their spouses just because they're frustrated that they feel the way they feel Mm -hmm. and they don't feel like they even have the right to feel that way so then the frustration comes out on their spouse Mm -hmm. So they can't ask for help or they can't tell them how they even feel because they're just frustrated to even feel that way because they were never given permission to be like, it's okay that you're frustrated. Like, it's okay that you want to be alone and have that boundary, right? Mm -hmm. So that's what you're teaching your kids now to not do when they get married. If that's (laughs) Right. Well, essentially, it's everybody learning that you have a voice. Yes. And your choices are your choices. And there are consequences to choices or there's feedback to every choice. 
And it's really just owning what we've decided to let happen or choose to happen or to allow in. Um, I mean, it all just comes back to what are we choosing? Um, So, and I remember my coach, when we were working through real thick conversations in our marriage and she was like, (laughs) um, what she was like, uh, so you chose to marry Joshua, right? And I was like, yes. And she was like, mm, okay. Um, you chose to have four kids, right? And I was like, yes. And she was like, well, there are consequences and things that happen because you've chosen these directions. There's great things, and then there's right. things. Right. And yes. And I was like, oh, well, I have to own it. Like, I really have to own whatever is happening within me and the choices that I have made. And yes, they're all a gift. And yes, there are frustrations that come along and there are um, opportunities for growth around every corner of all the choices that we get to make. So, all right, I'm going to wrap it up. I thank everybody who has come on to watch. um, Kristen, Kristen, before you wrap it up, I'm sorry to interrupt. No, you're saying I really want, to say on this platform real quick. Yes. Because I hear so many, I hear so much of this right now is a really um, toxic way that boundaries are being set and looked at as in if people don't serve you, you cut them off. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And I'm, I'm seeing that so much. Like I was in a mom's group the other day and a Facebook thread just blew up. Like you let them know where you stand. If they don't like it, you don't have to see them anymore. And it was like an unbelievable amount of women who are like, yep, same. I haven't talked to my so-and-so in years. Yep. Same. Like my in-laws, we don't even talk. Like I was, so I just feel like I have to say this, like boundaries does not mean that everyone has to agree with you and everybody has to please you all of the time. Right. Like in order for you to maintain a relationship with that person, especially like your family members. But it is also really about getting clear about the stuff that you share with them. Mm -hmm. Right. Like maybe this person doesn't like isn't specifically supportive of your career. So don't talk with them about your career. Mm -hmm. Right. That's a personal boundary you can draw for yourself and still manage a healthy relationship with that individual. Yeah. It doesn't have to be an all or nothing. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like I really needed to like put that out there because I see so many people just like piecing out from relationships unnecessarily. That's yeah, that's good. a really good point. And something that I did want to talk about as well was that a boundary is not a um, solid wall. Yeah. Because you can set boundaries and be really unhealthy um, to where yeah. it's just you and your own little bubble. And that's not healthy. Right. Need permeable walls where you only allow who you choose to come into that inside bubble or, yeah. um, or there's doors that you let people in and out of. Um, but that's a very good distinction. I'm glad you hit on that because I did want to say that, that boundaries are not walls. Right. It, it is a permeable bubble. That's what I've always imagined is like the <laughs> Incredibles bubble, you know, like <laughs> yes. if you're alone in that bubble. Yes. We're all here for you, girl. Reach out. You ain't supposed to live life alone. It's self-protection and it's not serving you. Okay, girlfriend, before you go, if you found value in this podcast and it helped you, please head over to iTunes and leave a review. Every so often, I will read reviews and give shout outs. To dig deeper, join us at Set Free Sisterhood over on Facebook. I will pop the link in the show notes. And don't forget, if you know someone that would enjoy or benefit from this podcast, share it with them and take a screenshot and post it in your Instagram stories and tag me. It's time to take back our power, ladies, and be set free. Until next time, stay blessed. Michelle.